0: is Derek Moyer, and welcome to the Freedom Fighter Podcast. Just starting this episode with a wee pause, taking a breath. i been reading this week that spiritual and mental breakdown and disintegration is a result of carrying unnecessary weights, worries and upsets. So we just practice breathing, pausing. In the beginning of our podcast, to let things, the wrong things, the bad things out, and make room to let the good things in. So, welcoming back, our friends from Ireland, Vinton
1: and Elaine Suffolk.
2: How are you guys?
1: Thanks, Derek. Good. Thank you. Thanks for having us back.
2: Yeah, it's great to be here again, Derek.
1: Yeah, thank you. So, where were we? <laughs> I don't know, but I'm just listening to that music is so... It's so calming, you know. And I was thinking about our islands as I was listening to the music, and I think I could hear the sea in the background there. And I was thinking, that's not the way the sea has been this week. <laughs> it's been a storm yeah. out there, hasn't
0: yeah. it? Definitely. That's that's so true. Yeah, stormy, stormy, stormy seas. Mm. Yeah, but you know that sense of calm from mm. having these pauses. Yeah. What what what? How big a part has that been playing out in your life recently? The pausing taking the breaths has that been a rescue in so many ways
1: oh yeah I mean I think personally just silence and coming into space and and realizing you know actually so much can happen in silence and um you know in in the calm between the storms or you know in that space where we're actually connected to God Connected to Jesus in union with him in calm places because that's where he is. Um, Because we live in in really stormy stormy times, don't we? 100%.
2: Yeah. Absolutely, I mean, the quiet, you know, getting quiet and just settling down into your heart is, it sounds simple, doesn't it? But the reality is we've all got used to, striving as our norm and mm-hmm. um, so it's really about um, coming out of the striving and connecting with how we are first and foremost in our in our own hearts and then just meeting every now learning more and more about Christ within mm-hmm. to connect with him and we still need that and um, to come away from those self-reliant and um, places in ourselves and turn to him Definitely.
0: Yeah. I feel just the pressure that, that we can live under, the weights of worries and pressures that actually cause us to break down and disintegrate. Uh, so that, you know, in this, <laughs> the overstimulation and everything we, work, we live in in the world, uh, it, it's just so important to practice.
1: Yeah. yeah. That word that you use there, you know, the disintegration. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's so much around us that's disintegrated that is you know, that makes it so hard to integrate or reintegrate. So I think there's something in kind of coming into calm space with Jesus, uh, to actually even tune in to what's not integrated within me, what is going on inside me. Mm. Uh, because how can you hear unless you stop and listen?
0: We're preaching to Converted here, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so where, where we were when we finished the last time, I, I was so struck when I listened again to just just the, the vulnerability that, the, the, firstly, it was yourself, Fintan's share about the need to. Hear about how to navigate. You know, when we think of the how our parenting experience has impacted how we've how we've performed or how we're performing. I was away this week and I was I, I was I had the privilege of spending a wee bit of time with one of the, the women who were on the, the retreat with us. And she said, Oh, you know, we came in that retreat, me and others thinking, oh, I'm gonna get hundreds of tips on how to change my children. <laughs> and she says it was like this, a uh, very, very painful exposure when she found out that what the real message for her was that she left with, that I don't think we actually, you know, come up with. I think it it, it, it was, you know, that, that, that God's plan came up with that. But the message was that it was her that had to change first. And I mean, this is really where when we're diving deeper, exploring further here. Because, I mean, I could live in self-help books. You know, years ago, I was always searching for some other wee tip that would just ease the pain of the reality. But, you know, I, I I have to, I've been thinking about this, and you have to think that every person on earth, if they're really vulnerable and they let the walls down and say, How are you getting on? How are you really performing as a parent? You know, you would hear a universe cry out. (laughs) I just need, I need something. I need to know. I need to know something. I I I need release. I need guidance. I need something. And, you know, I think for us to have this conversation that goes a bit further than where we left it the last time on... Really been able to connect first with ourselves, mm-hmm. so that we can connect with our children and actually, you know, experience a kind of connection with them. That that is not fake. We're no kid known here. We're saying that this is this this actually is changing things and reversing and not reproducing what happened to me, you know. So. Um, I, so I, I think the thing I, I was hearing was that understanding how, how you guys I was so impressed when I heard how much understanding you guys or self-awareness you guys had grown in about yourselves and how that had then impacted your uh, you know your relationship with your children so do you want to start and share a wee bit around open up with that or whatever you feel
1: it's interesting when I hear you say uh, about tips and techniques, you know, and having an expectation of arriving into a place or self help books or, you know, arriving into an event and listening that you, it's really helpful to get tips and techniques. But that's action. And I think it's great to have actions that you can live out from. But there's a kind of there's this piece of reflection that needs to be part of learning how to do the actions. So I think it's, you know, the self-awareness piece and the inner reflection that takes place then allows you to use the tips and techniques. Because if you're just applying tips and techniques, it's just it's, you know, acting before understanding. And I think there's something of self-understanding self-awareness self-reflection that then makes those actions tips and techniques uh, very much more valuable to you know to live out so i just thought i'd say that before we say anything else i just think that that's where we're coming from is that place of uh, deeper under self-understanding before we actually act you know, and to ask that question, what am I like? <laughs> What's going on inside me uh, before I uh, i am actually trying to parent, you know? Yeah, okay. Great
0: thing. I think. I'll just say that this other conversation with the same person this week, she was so impressed uh, with, with what you said, Elaine, about going to your daughter and asking forgiveness for how you'd handled your anger, and I'm going, how huge is that? I mean, it you might you might feel like oh you know because we're not we know we've not arrived we know we're still navigating but it's so massive. This lady had said to me through her connection with her husband who went through a recovery program, and it was massive on making amends part of the process of the steps. But they made amends without what you just said. For they'd made amends without first understanding owning their own stuff, the impact their own stuff had had on the others. And then went and tried to make an amends just with a superficial, shallow canal. You know, I, I know I've done wrong, but I'm sorry for that. So there was no real deep healing. There was no real uh, shift. How So the importance of that, firstly, and I, I know you talked at talk, talk the camp, and I think you should... You know, I'd love to hear you share on um, the process of understanding these parts of ourselves and what's helped you mm-hmm. to understand and break them down to get to that point.
2: Yeah. Well, certainly, you know, yes, what has got me to that point? It's just from hearing you speak there. Um, many years ago, when I was at a captivating um, retreat up in Colorado, it's uh, Stacey Eldridge and her team. Um, I remember one of the women um, sharing that she said, one, one of the things that we can do as mothers is go to our children with courage and say, what is it like to be mothered by me? And I remember hearing that and being quite shocked. Wow, this is like, this, this is better than any t- tips or techniques like this is getting in there and connecting. To yourself and then connecting and um, to your children and i remember writing that down and I've just, i just held it in my heart for many years until i was actually able to understand myself well how how do i do that and and why is that important and, and why do i need to start you know with me first um i know um well speaking as someone who has trained as a counselor obviously you know that has brought a lot of revelation to me around and um, connecting with my own heart first and um, as human beings we have this you know we are not monolithic we know we 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 have different parts of us that are active at different times and we also have different parts that war against each other and for me to understand that particularly through the internal family systems model of therapy that i came across i found very very helpful and um, there's a book written by um, a Christian woman called uh, Jenna Reims, how do you say her name?
1: Remersma. Rem-
2: Remersma. It's a Dutch name, and she, yes, it's, a, it's. she says it is a difficult surname, but she's written the book, All Together You. And she describes really well, you know, that within Scripture, yes, that, you know, people like David, people like Paul, they all experience these different parts warring against each other, like, you know, David, you know, one minute he's long you know oh how how long Lord before you rescue me and next next minute he's saying oh my heart rejoices in God my savior you know and just to understand that that's okay to have these different parts at work and they do it's important for us to know that um for me through learning about that um particular model of therapy I, I came to understand that um through certainly through my own experiences in my family that and um, for me to be able to deal with my children help them process their anger for example and um, I would have to take a little look at my own life and see you know well what do I do with my anger and how do I experience anger how do I process it how was it processed in my family of origin and um, what messages did I hear about anger so if I'm gonna go to my children, and speak to them about this and um, i really need to know my own story first and so that was very helpful for me to know that even though i handled other parts very well with my children you know like sadness i was a mother who was very good connected to my own sadness was able to connect to my children's and really help them feel loved and seen and known um, but with the anger piece anger is actually a very healthy emotion it's there uh, to give us a signal and a sign that our boundaries have been crossed and that you know some you know change needs to happen or a boundary needs to be put down and so you know i grew up um believing and being taught that anger was yeah really bad and you just suppress it you don't show it you don't connect with it but it was well when i was younger we were kind of thought we were going to hell to be honest with you. <laughs> even if there was any signs of anger at all so um, and so that's the journey I've been on, realizing that there is a part of me that needed to learn how to connect with my own anger. And actually, that's something that God wants us to do. He wants us to be connected to that human, these human parts of us, um, so we can, you know, yeah, and um, pass it pass it on to our pass these important messages on to our children. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, thanks, Elaine, for a bit more clarity in that, and. and... You know, when you spoke at the repeat, there was so much. It was so well received for people who hadn't heard anything about this internal internal family systems, and I I had learned it in the HNC when I done the counselling, and it was a bit the way it was delivered. It never it never really um, impacted me the way it did when I heard you talk about it because you you broke it down when you talked about the, the managers, the parts of ourselves like mine was the controlling part. And uh, that part that was so shamed at times, you know, from others, you know, to me, um, when when I heard you say, this is just an immature way that, mm. we, that, that we've adopted to cope with the pain of the other feelings we don't want, to be exposed the vulnerable things the rejection the lack of self-worth and in- places the insecure places of our heart and then we then use these parts to to medicate or manage manager the, the pain um the other one was the firefighters how they, they react they react they use strategies to douse the pain and like for us you, you know my own experience it was drink it was drugs, it's pornography, it's been food, it's been technology these things that that uh, that, that give that instant you know relief or release uh, from the pain so I that 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 understanding these things was so important eh?
1: yeah,
2: it's very important but in um, in spiritual uh, settings or Christian settings we... lot of times we're not encouraged um, to connect with our painful emotions Uh, and if anything we're encouraged to you know suppress them and to 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 move away and that's what has been hugely impacting with this particular therapy is it's like the loud message that you know if you are in emotional pain then you know you know move towards it that pain is a gift and so you know it's important to listen to anger so we know what boundary to put down or it's important to listen even to our loneliness you know it means that we need more connection or it's important to listen to our anxiety it's probably because of some trauma and like you were saying well what are these exile parts these exile parts which are managed by our managers and our firefighters these ex- exile parts really they come about because simplest way I found to describe this is that at some point in your life, in a situation or in situations over and over again, you experienced an intense reaction or emotion that you were not really able to handle by yourself. There was no one. So you were alone with an overwhelming emotion. So like for me, you know, 22 homes and 16 schools, many times alone with the just pure feeling of fear the fear you know so this is the exile part of me and the, the fear of what the fe- the fear of my needs not being met you know created by god to we are needy people we people with longings our need to be known to be seen to have a place to belong you know so my mom was she was an amazing mom but at the same time she couldn't stand outside every classroom door with me and so what happened in that moment was i had to cope which means that I had to make a self-reliant choice, and this is where, this is where the separation starts to come between us and God at young ages. Um, I made it. I I made a choice in that moment. How am I going to get my fear to calm down? And I, and I came up with quite a smart idea. Was let's just go into the classroom and people please let's be chameleon like. I think I mentioned this on the last podcast we were talking together. But in that moment, you know. I go and do that and um, the reality is is now i'm now starting re- to remove myself from my true self in that moment it looks like or on that day that i've calmed that fear down by people pleasing and in some ways i do get a certain amount of relief and the sad thing is that these managing parts you know it's the people pleasing managing part for me and um, they give a certain amount amount of relief but over time sadly what happens what happened for me, me is like I become less and less the authentic person who I really am and I found myself always working from a false part of myself pleasing and appeasing but eventually the fruit from that in my life was just resentment you know and this resentment then led me then to anger and it brought a lot of dysfunction in my relationships and so um, yes, so this is, this is how these things happen and, and, and Jesus of all people, I, I just think I'm, I wanted to read this part from Gem, Gem's book because I think she describes it so perfectly um, and it really sums up um, how internal family systems so aligned with the gospel message and the healing that God wants to bring to these young exiled parts of ourselves that really get frozen in time but it doesn't mean that we stay stuck there forever. We, we can bring healing to these places uh, with, with, with the love of God. So she says, but what if instead of moving against or away from the pain we feel, we actually move towards it? That's what Jesus invited us to do unmodeled with his life. He stepped into the world and moved towards the people in the most pain, with the most sorrow, with the biggest hurts. He moved towards them and heard their stories. Let them know that they were not alone and brought healing to them through touch and comfort and witnessing. What if we did within our hearts what Jesus did outside them? Move towards the pain and hurt and actually listen to it. That's so good. So good, isn't
1: it? Yeah,
0: it's amazing, isn't it? Uh, that, that seems totally contrary to the in my experience and I've had an experience in the last couple of days where I'm watching someone close to me who has failed in a certain area they are they are expressing the shame they feel and they are expecting others to feel that way about them. Don't see me any different. Don't treat me any different. Because their natural default position is I've done wrong. Mm -hmm. I've been wrong in certain areas. So I need, I deserve rejection, pain or or condemnation, whatever it is. Um, So that sense there that moving towards the pain uh, is is how you know thinking. I think everyday listening. You know the 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 goal of how can I connect better with others. If if I've not connected fully to myself, what, What's your thoughts? Fintan?
1: You know, just thinking about you know that movement towards mm-hmm. the shame, and you know Bernie Brown talks about how. Um, shame can't live in the same place as empathy. And so when we talk, turn towards, uh, as Jesus says, you know, said, you know, in, that, in the way you were reading that, Lane, mm-hmm. you know, Jesus always went for those parts that were in shame or pain. And I think, you know, as you're saying, it's, it's, it's kind of like the less obvious thing to do is to turn towards that which is causing us pain. But when we do, and when we turn to it with empathy, mm-hmm. there's just no room for shame. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, it, it. And I think it's it's so much easier to uh, offer that to someone else mm-hmm. than that it is to ourselves. Mm-hmm. There's, there's something, you know, and and well, Elaine will explain further. But there were parts of us that uh, find that hard to do. Um, but I think it's a very human thing to move away from pain. um and it's a big deal to turn back towards ourselves and offer kindness compassion and empathy in those in those places isn't it mm-hmm. yeah absolutely
0: can i share one thing Elaine, and then you can you can share further um i had drug-induced psychosis my mind was trapped parts of me you know with this understanding of mm-hmm. you know, to communicate that was parts of me trapped and there was such shame and you know, bad feeling around it because it just made my life, you know, the way I was relating to others, it wasn't nice. I remember growing this farm up in Pershire, and, and all this stuff came in. And I I came home to Ayrshire, I was down the beach, sitting in quiet, and I thought I was being so holy and so spiritual on the beach with my chair, praying this prayer that I thought was very good. At the time where my I was like, that's a good prayer. Grant me the faith, I was praying, to let go of this pain. And I remember hearing an instant reply, you're praying the wrong prayer.
2: Yeah.
0: And I heard inside, you should pray, grant me the faith to embrace this pain. And I had three scriptures like that, straight after it. Matthew 7, Luke 15, and John 8, and... The, the the last two is the prodigal son, the father running and embracing his son, the woman that John eight caught in adultery wasn't he condemned, was was embraced, and that's what gave her the power to be to released, and 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 I know, just talking here and and, and uh, hearing about the parts of us that we're so ashamed of, mm-hmm. as you're saying, Finn, it's so easy, it's easier to have compassion. Empathy on others, but that the need is. Bernice said that you quoted about the the need. I I have to fully connect with this part because how can I how can I truly embrace, accept someone else when that part of me is still, it's it's banished. It's I don't want to feel that. I I, it's an exiled part. I just I'm I'm not willing to to go there. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah.
2: It's yeah. so true. I think when these parts of ourselves are, you know, live and painful, the reality is, you know, we, we actually become quite narcissistic, you know. So for me, it would be, you know, my pain, my fear of not belonging. Um, and so I would have been in situations with groups of people where, to be honest with you, I was more caught up. Caught up. I didn't realize this about myself, about my need to belong. You know, because there was that wound there, there was that, that like young exile part that felt that, I suppose, power, powerlessness and shame in you know in in you know changing school and and home so so often um, and not understanding how to connect with that emotion. So therefore, when I was with people, often didn't see people. It's like you know that you know the scripture you take remove the plank out of your own eyes so you can remove the splinter and to bring this back to us loving and parenting our children you know or even the relationships in our lives reality is is that plank or that log is that emotional pain that is frozen from the past that we're told that this is why Jesus came you know come to heal the broken heart and set the captives free and The very purpose of his mission was to to really give us you know that road that access full permission to say i will not condemn you you know there is no condemnation for those who in christ jesus don't be afraid to connect to these parts of yourself don't be afraid to connect with them and i'm somewhere this is all really beautiful i love what we're talking about right now and i love the theory behind it but like I'm also someone who goes, like, how do you actually do this? Um, What's really helped me um, over the last while, particularly is, um, you know, John Eldridge's, um, you know, his book on on resilience, but also his prayer app, which we were talking about earlier. Um, And John talks about there is a way of accessing healing, like a shortcut to healing. Um, and so, of course, when I heard John say that, I was like, "Whoa, what's what's that? That sounds really interesting." And and he and uh, and how he describes it is, he says, "You go, you know, you go into the storm. You you, you go into the emotion. And from the center of that storm, from the center of that pain, for me, from the center of that feeling of powerlessness and shame, that I had really, you know, stuck frozen in me for many many years." to start learning to love Jesus from in that pain. And so that's what I started doing, learning how whenever I got triggered, whenever this young exile, frozen part of myself got triggered, um, I would just go into that place. I would go down into my heart, give myself permission to feel the feeling, encourage myself by saying, you're not gonna die, Elaine, because emotion actually can feel very uncomfortable. Um, and then just doing that simple act of faith really which is in that feeling the painful emotion taking some nice deep breaths and just saying quietly jesus i choose you jesus i love you and then i go back to feeling the pain again in the moment after being triggered and then i just go back to jesus again and say jesus i choose you i love you in this pain um, and remind it reminded me of you know scripture matthew thirteen fifteen. 15 which says for these people's hearts have become calloused i like that word calloused because calloused is something that is being like rubbed and overused and and i think that's the self-reliant piece we have become self-reliant around our own inner pain and the good news of the gospel is is jesus saying you don't need to be self-reliant around this interior pain and it says, they hardly hear with their ears, and they have closed their eyes. Otherwise, they might see with their eyes, hear with their ears, understand with their hearts. And I love this bit. And turn, and turn, and turn, and I would heal them. So I've always been fascinated. How do we do this turning towards him?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: How do we do this deep interior turn to Christ within? And, and this is what I had discovered, the secret of going into the pain and in faith just you know expressing that love and then allowing him to do whatever he needs to do with that and of course Jesus being Jesus sometimes you know, he can do anything he wants with that pain as we see in scripture he did so many so many different reactions to people's pain to their exile parts so yes there, I've had many experiences of you know sometimes I'll just receive comfort from him in that. Sometimes I'll receive maybe his direction, though, or scripture, and um, so it really just gives him permission to get into that, to get into the wound in a very simple way.
0: Tremendous, tremendous. And you know, my thoughts come up there. Is, I, I I've been just reading that this week. That's why I was so, so happy there. Six times, six times it's quoted. That's uh, Isaiah six quoted six times. In the New Testament, because it's such a universal issue, that why do we have eyes and no see? Why do we have ears and no hear? Why do we have, mm. have no turn our hearts to get healed? Because what's happened is the walls, as you're saying, the walls of protection that we build around ourselves—the callousness, the hardness of the the, the 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 protective layers that grow around that wound—and it's like. Uh, You know, because just a brief personal thing that happened. From talking to you guys, I I came through an area close to me recently and I saw somebody who looked like an old prison officer. I was in Young Offenders in 1999. Hadn't thought about this guy for 20-something years. And it, it triggered me off and I thought about this other guy and then this other lady prison officers, and I remembered their names. I went home and I started looking online, and it would be so great if I could connect with these folk, because there were some of them really kind to me. Later on that day, I'm going, what's this all about? And it was like a Disney the Kid movie, with the, with the wee kid in the movie it eventually comes to, what are you doing here, kid? What is this old part of me bringing up here? What, what, what is this memory evoking? What's it, what's it bringing to me? And I remembered a very violent act that I had committed in prison, and uh, it brought all of this shame. I mean, mm-hmm. I had spoke about this. I've never spoke, maybe spoke a couple of times, but never spoken in any in healing environment. It was, it was. I done this. There was the bo- boasting glory in it, but I always knew how much pain that caused me of I done that. And it was this sense of this broken part being brought up and brought into the light. And we, me and my team, the counselors and recovery worker are reading through John's Waking the Dead and we're on the stream of healing and restoration. And he, he shares this amazing vision one of his friends had. Describing the healing of the soul, which was more amazing than open heart surgery. Just what you said there. How does this happen? Mm-hmm. This heart surgery. And he said, Jesus showed them how he held the broken parts of his heart and his hands. Brought them together. Holding them tenderly. Until his life, the life of God, brought a wholeness or a oneness to what was many pieces. So this idea of binding up the Isaiah that you spoke last week and in Luke 4, uh, about binding up our brokenness, involves bringing all these shattered pieces back together into one whole heart.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it reminded me of the vision that we had at the end of the retreat, uh, Fintan, of the, the, the log, the trees that you saw lying about, scattered in parts, chopped parts all over the place all coming back into this one body, one part, one trunk. What's your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, well, I just, as you talk about that image that I got, um, it was like seeing a movie backwards, wasn't it? It was seeing the axe coming out of the logs that were being chopped and things being made whole again, and not just things, the parts of the trunk being made whole. But the whole tree being made whole and replanted and being in its true environment and not just one tree but then other trees reappearing and then this you know just the life that comes back from that reintegration that we talked about earlier on of of, of parts um, yeah.
2: yeah what you're saying there reminds me of the scripture john uh, seventeen twenty one. 17 um where jesus is praying i i never understood the script, scripture when i heard it i thought it was about church unity um and i'm, I'm sure it does refer to that you know to a certain degree but it, jesus prays i pray that they will be one just as you and i are one as you you are in me father and i am in you and that they may be in us so the world can believe that you have sent me so for the world to believe if we work backwards on that scripture you know for the world to believe that you know the father has sent his son jesus christ and um, for our healing the restoration of the heart Um, there is this oneness and um, that needs to happen and being aware i think like you were saying there's these parts these broken parts and um, that have been shattered and um, and uh, I quite like the image that uh, Jenna uses in her book, Altogether You. She talks about, which really, really helped me, that um, our human, you know, heart is like an apple. And, you know, every apple has a core and then the fleshy bit outside. Um, and when we're born into this world, obviously we are born perfect <laughs> until things start to happen. Um, and so, um, you know, at our core, when we're dealing with these parts, it makes it so much more less shameful for us to know at our core, we are good. You know, our core, you know, it's the it's the imago Dei. We have the image of God, you know, right at the center of who we are. But unfortunately, yes, the, the fleshy parts of the apple have been knocked about and bruised and sometimes you know chopped off and and this is the good news again this is such good news that he wants to bring every part of us together and um, so the world may know so we can truly be that light and um, and also truly allow um you know the river of god the river of life to flow through us it's i think these these are the things that block us uh, block that love block that river of life um, and streams of living water
0: which scripture talk about flowing from deep within us? Tremendous, totally tremendous. And I, I, I just feel man, I, I've got a need when I think of some a couple of conversations I've had since you know I've, I've I've spoken to yourselves that I've heard people who aren't holding these parts of themselves tenderly. Mm-hmm. There's still a hook there for the failure to become the verdict on them for for it to to be to to condemn them you know but this this is such a crucial need to develop in that you know it, 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 as you're saying that when you went to your own daughter it was only after you connected to yourself and mm-hmm. actually you weren't rejecting yourself condemning yourself you you were you were connecting with those parts with that love with that tenderness and and, and receiving God's embrace mm-hmm. for every part you know uh, so that we can then hold others we can we can give that love patience empathy to others even with all of the, the parts that you know that they're made up of so
2: exactly when we embrace these parts and we allow christ embrace embrace them within us we not only get comfort but like in that moment in that particular story with that daughter um, i wasn't thinking of anger at all i i never had an issue with anger <laughs> you yeah, but i couldn't connect to my anger so you know it was very suppressed in me so therefore you know what had happened was my daughter had seen me allow people break my boundaries not respect me walk over me and also not you know give her the tools and skills possibly to be able to connect and manage and know that her anger is healthy for herself um but connecting with that you know in my heart that people pleasing that's what i was connecting with and the fear so i that's what i originally connected with it got me to connect with my, my fear. But when I went to talk to my daughter, I was so calm, you know. And that's a wonderful thing, to go and do something very vulnerable that I've received wisdom from. I heard that still, quiet voice in my heart go, go talk to this daughter. Go tell her you love her. Go tell her you're sorry. It wasn't hard to do. I think it becomes hard. These things come hard when we haven't calmed that storm first, as we know. And we say the wrong things, or we we go with the right intention, and it comes across completely wrong. <laughs> I don't know whether you've ever done that. Oh yeah. But this way around really allows you to see very clearly what you need to do.
0: I don't know if we, I'd love you to fi- finish with the prayer, uh, praying that vision, the dream that God gave you about Him with a mother and heart of God, giving comfort to you moving towards that pain and and actually inviting you to fall back Mm -hmm. and surrender and also I heard you say falling back where were you falling to falling back to who's inside of me
2: that's right that's right yeah
0: you know and that's profound and I think for those listening who eh, you know maybe it's the first time I've ever heard yeah, I, 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 I've, I can get the permission here to instead of continue to reject and push these things as far, far away as possible, they're banished. These parts, these feelings, these, these, uh, this pain, you know, but inviting Christ into this, I, I'm every part. I'm falling back into your arms.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So could you guys maybe just close with a prayer and lead, lead lead people into that?
2: Yeah,
1: sure, absolutely.
2: Well, I just thank you for this moment in time. Thank you that the, we can come together to just connect and just explore your beautiful heart towards us. Lord, I just bring all the hearts of those who are listening to this podcast right now, including ours. Many of us have had backgrounds where we have had to try to be strong, self-reliant. Many of us have had experiences where our needs were not met or not seen or not heard. And I just thank you for your mothering heart, God, because the good news is that you now want to meet those needs. You now want to bring comfort to these orphan places in us. These places within us where we had no other choice when we were young but in the moment, but to move into self-reliance and therefore moving away from you. And the good news, according to your glorious riches, that you want to provide for your children. That you want to meet these needs. You want to bring us comfort. You want to give us wisdom. You want to give us direction in especially into these painful parts of us um, that you often try to bring our attention to but we are so busy we're so busy so well, i just ask you to open our eyes open our ears soften our calloused self-reliance self-reliant ways that we really have learned from the time we were young. There is no condemnation here. We were only doing our best, including the parts like control or pleasing. All these parts of us were only trying to do their best. So mercy and compassion for those parts of us as well, even for the firefighter parts, Lord. Mercy and compassion to those parts of us that just tried to put the pain out with the alcohol or the drugs or the distraction or the shutdown in my life. I just thank you that we have an intimate God that offers to live within the human heart. We just thank you that our hearts are, are at the tabernacle of your presence. I just pray for it, that we may all learn more and more that we can fall back in surrender to your mercy we can fall back and surrender to the the sea of your mercy that is so vast and so deep, that is so wide, that we can fall back into your arms by going through connecting with the, the storm and comfortableness of our pain only to find you there. I pray that we may be as a mother would soothe and rock her baby that we would be soothed and comforted deep into our hearts as this in jesus name amen amen
0: amen thank you fenton thank you elaine has been the freedom fighter podcast thanks for listening everybody if you want to connect with our services or you want more info or details about upcoming events connect with us online at www.freedomfighter.life or drop us an email at info at freedomfighter.life till next time god bless you